So as some of you may know, we were expecting to get a PC on the 19th. Wouldn't that have been fun? That would have been so fun. I would have loved that for us. A PC on the 19th would have been great. However, the NFT bros have prevented us. (laughs) It appears that HP did not assemble the computer yet. And we probably won't get it till February 23rd. That's so far! That's so far! Like, okay. I was so looking... You know, it's it's kind of my fault. I didn't check my email. I didn't check whether or not it would be shipped. And so we've had this countdown on our fridge for weeks. Mm-hmm. Since we ordered it. And it finally hit, like, day of. And I checked it to see where it was. And the shipping date changed. And I'm just like, ah, I want to have a PC so we can stop using my ratty MacBook. (laughs) Same. Uh, I also would like to stop editing on my ratty MacBook. So mm, that's going to be a little bit delayed. But like once we have it, there's so many possibilities. A, editing won't be a grind anymore. Because Premiere won't lag. Audition won't lag. None of the programs that we use will lag anymore. And we can actually stream things. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is a good moment, Tess. Do people actually like want to watch us stream? Because I would love to try streaming. I don't know. And any kinds of games. Like I want to replay Psychonauts too. Like I could stream Psych. Like, you know, so yeah. many different things. Psychonauts, Persona, Pokemon, like the three Ps. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So is that something that you would be interested in watching? We'd probably stream on YouTube, you know, pretty casual here and there. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like that would be fun. So we're probably going to do it once we get a PC no matter what. But I want to know if you actually want that. Yeah. Do you watch streams? If you don't watch streams, would you watch us stream just to like try it out? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we're chill people. I need, hang out with us. Need a little bit of extra dose of John and Allie in your life. <laughs> Completely understand if you don't need that. <laughs> you already listened to this for an hour. You want to listen to more? <laughs> you want more of this? <laughs> Which, okay. Well, if you're a new listener, welcome to ThoughtCast, the video game and anime podcast. I'm John. I'm Allie. <laughs> and I need to jump in. We talked about Pokemon just a second ago. I have been a non-believer in Pokemon Legends Arceus. I know. For so long. I just have had no interest until this week. I recall. (laughs) And I know that you've been interested, but like you're like, "Eh, not sure. The alpha Pokemon are scary. Like, it's intense. No, I knew that it was going to be a banger of a game, but it's one that makes me scared, so I'm not going to play it. And so I was really hoping that you would be excited about it so that I could watch you play it. Because I can't handle it. Yeah. I can't handle those things running after me. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I didn't think it looked that compelling. The world design didn't seem like something that I was particularly interested in. The Pokemon roaming around the open world is cool, but I don't know. 
I just wasn't into it. However, the leaks this week have been absolute insanity. Yes. And I am sold. I am fully sold on this game. I want to get it day one. I need to play... I need to have it in my possession right now. Okay, so to clarify, what do you mean the leaks? Because, like, I've only seen the leaked Pokemon designs. I haven't seen anything else. Is there... Without spoiling... Is there anything else that's been leaked? Like The just... entire game has been leaked. Oh, the whole thing? The entire game has been leaked online. People are playing it right now. Oh, man. Illeg- <laughs> illegally, to be fair. Yeah. But, and so I haven't, wa- I, I haven't watched anyone playing it at length, but I've seen enough screenshots of the world. I've seen enough screenshots of people doing things with po- I don't want to spoil literally anything because even though I've been fine with being spoiled because if I wasn't spoiled, I wouldn't be interested in the game. Yeah. But I don't want to do that to anyone else, especially if they're keeping themselves very pure yeah. going into Legends Arceus. But the new Pokemon designs are both strange and fascinating all at the same time i guess is the best way to put that yeah i yeah accurate <laughs> but that that has me really hyped how are you feel- just to stick with the new pokemon designs how do you feel they make me a little bit uncomfortable i see, i guess is the term there are a few that i love but mostly they make me uncomfortable mostly they make me uncomfortable They remind me of when I was a teenager on DeviantArt. Yeah. And I would see other people design new Pokemon designs. And I think, wow, that looks really bad and very fake. And like that would never be implemented in the game because it looks dumb. (laughs) And (laughs) there's one. Sorry to interrupt you. No, continue. Continue. I have a thought though. Okay. But basically, yeah, that's that's what I think when I look at the new Pokemon designs. I'm like, oh, this is a 15-year-old on DeviantArt who just got a tablet. Yeah. And they think that this is a, oh, are you thinking of that one? I'm thinking of the one that looks like a Sonic the Hedgehog OC. <laughs> <laughs> because you said DeviantArt, and I immediately thought of that one. And I'm like, oh my gosh, really that could does. totally, that could totally be straight out of Sonic Forces or something like that. It it's, really could. It's so uncomfortable and awkward. And it just, yeah, no, mm-mm, I don't like that one. I don't like that one either. And it's, I hate that it's an evolution of an existing Pokemon that gives nothing away. That it's an evolution of an existing Pokemon that I really love. And there's one that looks like the freaking sea bear from Spongebob. <laughs> oh, there's some weird ones, man. It's They're so weird. It's so funny. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited for Weird Ear, though. Yeah. Weird is gonna be really cool. That, that one's been announced to heckin' back. We can talk about Weird. But anyways... So that's, yeah, there's a lot with the the new Pokemon that just makes me feel a lot of things. And the derpiness of it almost makes me more excited. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, why? And then, because they almost look prehistoric with how, how 
<laughs> just awful they are. I'm glad evolution's a thing. In both in more ways than one, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on top of that, just the different environments that I've seen, like screenshots of, look really cool. Some of the battle mechanics look really, really cool when they're actually not like in a trailer, when they're actually in action. Yeah. And so I don't know. I am all aboard the train for this game. I think shiny hunting sounds like it's been greatly improved on in a lot of ways. Oh, good. Apparently, spoiler if you don't want to know about one small little change with shiny hunting, but when a shiny Pokemon appears in the overworld near you, it makes a noise. Whoa. Like a special like twinkle noise, I guess. Ooh. So you can more easily be on the lookout for a shiny Pokemon and know it's around you. That's nice. Right? Like that just makes it more user-friendly when you're not having random encounters. Because otherwise you just need to keep your eyes peeled and hopefully you don't miss something off in the distance. Yeah. Now you can be on alert. That's nice. It's so nice. Well, there you go. You've been convinced. Now I get to watch you play the game. I'm hoping that you watch me play for a little bit and then you get sold that it's not as scary as you think. And then you'll get to have the opportunity to play it. Okay. But yeah, a lot of feelings about this game. We're going to be talking about it a lot once we actually have it in our little paws. Ooh, our paws. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Well, well, well then. Um, Oh, and there's been like really good reviews about it too, right? Yeah. No, I, from what I've seen, I, I haven't seen like a, Official reviews because I think there's still an embargo on it. Yeah, probably, yeah. But <laughs> the unofficial reviews are great. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> like, I think, like, just initial reactions that people have had, like, Austin John Plays has had some initial reactions that he's been allowed to share because he was given a legal copy of the game. Yeah. He's been very positive about it. I trust that man with my life. Same. <laughs> and so I, I think that it's going to be. Very good. I'm excited to see it for my for myself. And yeah, so another thing that is coming up very quickly oh. is, I, th- I feel like we missed it last time around. I really want to hit on it this time around, just briefly, because I want to leave my thoughts for when it actually comes out. But the Fruits Basket Prelude got another trailer. Yes, there was another trailer. Oh. oh. I have so many mixed feelings about what this could possibly be. I only care about the end when I saw the the wedding ring and, and the high, hand and the oh my god, and the, and the, and the, the tattoo and the cute and the <laughs> and so that's going to be great. I have no idea what my feelings about the whole you know you know you know at Kyoko and her. Uh, husband to be's relationship and its fledgling. Uh, you could even say it's infantile stages. Oh, the infancy of their relationship, I guess, is what you could call it. Emphasis on someone being an infant. Yeah. 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 Awkward. Oof. I really am fascinated as to what this could be because <laughs> I think it's going to take a lot for me to be won over about that story 
but it's a story and it's fiction and I need to remember that. And this is what leads to the amazingness that is the actual show of Fruits Basket. So I'm going in with an open mind, but I'm just really curious as to the justification of the infancy of their relationship. Good luck. All right. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Awesome. Love that. Okay. But yeah, so I'm really excited. It looks like it airs in Japan on the 18th of February. Yep. Which I imagine we'll get the dub on the same day. Maybe, hopefully. I I don't know if that's actually confirmed. I don't know. I couldn't find anything. Yeah, me neither. I didn't, like, scrounge the internet, though. I just did a Google search. But, uh, hey, if it comes out on a different day than the 18th, then let me know. (laughs) If you know the official release date, just because we couldn't find it, that doesn't mean it's not out there. Maybe we just missed it as we were kind of scanning through prepping. But, like, let us know. I will take info. I love info. But all right, what else is going on? You know, maybe some small news, you know, nothing big. No. Groundbreaking in the games industry. I think that there's a new startup that's like partnering with other companies. What's their name? Um, Microsoft? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Squaresoft, Microsoft. Squares, yeah, Squaresoft is long gone. They're Square yeah, Enix they're now. Square Enix Microsoft. Now. Emphasis on the micro because they're a small company. Just a small one. Yeah. Definitely. And so the, it's good that they're merging with other places that yeah. are also like super small, just, yeah, just Blizzard acti- and yeah. Activision. Yeah. Super small. Tiny little. Tiny. I don't even know why it's news. Yeah. It was so, only, what, the acquisition was only, like, $78 billion? Yeah. Little numbers. Li- little, little, small fries. Small yeah, fries. there's, like, so many zeros there, and zero is nothing. Yeah. So. Like, decimals, commas, who cares? <laughs> What's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> but, yeah, Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard. How about that? Yeah, my friends at Blizzard, they didn't even know that that happened until they woke up and saw it turning on Twitter. (laughs) They did not know. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I read their tweets. I was like, okay. (laughs) Blizzard being good to their employees to the very end. Yeah, dang. Oh, speaking of that specifically, all of the news about Microsoft actually gobbled up some really good information so, employees at Activision Studio Raven Software, they ended up organizing a union. And so, it's all their, like, QA department organized a union because they were being unfairly treated by mm-hmm. Activision. So, that happened around the same time as Microsoft buying them out. So, no oh. one, just no one even knew that that happened. So, at least some employees are being treated well because they unionize. Yo, sometimes you gotta <laughs> unionize. To make sure that you have healthy living conditions as a QA department, which are notoriously mistreated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Oh, it's great. Love that. At least they're unionized now. And yeah. that's great. But, okay, so going back into the actual, like, acquisition and kind of everything that that entails yeah you have feelings about this and you had you had specific things that you wanted to touch on yeah so 
I guess this is mostly me being the supportive wife that I am and sticking up for you against the gamer bros. I will fight for your honor. Oh, because I got flamed on, not flamed, um, actually on Twitter when I said that some of the Blizzard titles that have been on PlayStation 4 Mm -hmm. could very well stay on PlayStation even though they're owned by Microsoft. Yeah. So many people, because I was just talking to someone I know, like I talk to pretty regularly on Twitter, who said, I hope that this isn't a bad thing for like cross-platform play. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think it will be because, you know, Psychonauts 2, that's owned by Xbox, but that went on to PlayStation, even though development started before they were owned by Xbox. And I just don't think that with such massive titles like Call of Duty, now Overwatch, all of these different things that are owned by Activision and Blizzard, I imagine that some of them will still be able to go on to Switch and PlayStation, and they won't just completely monopolize that onto Xbox consoles, because that would cut so far into their bottom line for something like Call of Duty, where a huge amount of the player base is on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the full Call of Duty game or just Warzone, you know? Yeah. And so I said, I, I'm not super concerned. I would imagine that they still will put titles on PlayStation. I'm sure they will make more Xbox exclusives from this deal. Yes. As one would, just because they'd want to incentivize getting their console. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be ludicrous for them to make everything an exclusive. And so you found an actual article where they essentially said that they won't be doing that. Oh, I found more than just an article. Yeah. I found Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox gaming, Microsoft gaming, like all of the things. He tweeted that he had really good calls with leaders at Sony and that they confirmed their intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and Call of Duty will stay on PlayStation, he views Sony as an important part of the industry and values their relationship. Yeah. If I had a backbone, I <laughs> I would have said that to the gamer bros who were attacking you on Twitter. Unfortunately, I do not. But... I, I, attacking is harsh. Uninformed, um, actually. Yeah. And so, I think that that is, A, very telling, because everyone kind of, and there is a console war, and they are direct competitors, but I feel like so often people act like there's this blood feud. Yeah, there really isn't. And, I mean, I'm in the games industry, but I'm not super involved in this whole war between consoles. Like, I work at a game studio, guys. I'm not, like, in the console wars here, okay? I'm not fighting in the trenches of Xbox versus Sony, okay? Like, that's not where we are right now. Yeah. So, that's not really as much of a thing as I can tell, especially because right now... I mean, okay, let, let's just take a walk down memory lane very briefly. So we used to have the Nintendo versus the Sega time, you know? Sega does what Nintendo don't. Right? Until they... <laughs> 
until their consoles flopped and then rip <laughs> that all died out sega consoles were fire back in the day though no you're right they were great and sega still has good franchises yeah like persona but ripping pieces anyway ripping but you know sega's <laughs> not as it's not a big player at the to the degree that it once was yeah and so we had Sega versus Nintendo. We had Xbox versus Sony, PlayStation, that whole thing. But now, think about where we are in gaming right now. Just like look at look at everything that's going on. People have realized that the games industry gets you a lot of money. It it's a very wealthy <laughs> industry. It, yeah. There's there's a lot going on there. A lot more people are gamers now, especially with mobile gaming and microtransactions and all of the things. People have been making a lot of money. And certain players who are new to this whole games thing, they've been messing things up for Xbox versus Sony. I mean, messing things up is relative. Well, for them. And I, I don't even think that we can, at this point, we can... She's talking about Google, Amazon, and Netflix. Pretty much. And, like, let's be honest. They're, they want to get into the space. Like, Google tried with Stadia, and that flopped incredibly hard. Yeah. And then Amazon tried with Luna, which I don't even think most people know existed. Well, no, but Amazon is also trying to do this thing where they want to create some type of online store that is partnered with Twitch because they own Twitch. Mm -hmm. And so then you would end up having this integration between Twitch and this new online store that would end up being a direct competitor to Steam, which would mess with Microsoft and Sony because they're also kind of BFFs with Valve. Mm -hmm. And so there's like... This, it's kind of like the old blood versus the new blood, essentially. Mm -hmm. They're, they're getting a little ticked off from what I can tell. And I'm, I'm just a small person in a big pond, okay? But from what I can see and from what I have read in articles, it seems like we have like an old money, new money kind of situation, bringing it back to like 1984 Great Gatsby terminology here. But that's what I can tell, because Phil Spencer keeps talking about how he trusts Nintendo, and about how he trusts Sony, and they have this long-time relationship. He even said that he trusts Valve, and that they're the same way. But when you look at other big tech competitors against Microsoft, like Google and Amazon and Facebook, which, you know, they're all in the metaverse and doing all of those things. That kind of large-scale consumer business is something that they just don't really see themselves aligning with those tech companies as much. Yeah, I I personally am so profoundly unconcerned by this. And like, I I don't know, Maybe, maybe you're more in the industry, you see it more. I feel like the the quote unquote console war is mainly within the fans, you know, like and it yes. always has been Sony versus Xbox. It's always been very fan based. And maybe like sometimes they stoke the flames because it makes sales go up. 
you know, I don't think that they care about it really because the console wars benefits both of them so profoundly well. That's why both of them release consoles so close together is because it boosts both of their sales, you know, Xbox and Sony. So I think that that's essentially a fan construct that just is perpetuated and is fun for everyone, even though people take it too far and is very malicious. And this new thing, like, I'm sure that it's a concern for the higher-ups, but in terms of consumers, unless Amazon really brings something good to the table, you know, I don't see people switching off of Steam. Like, even, like, we see even with the Epic Games Store, like, they bring a lot of cool stuff to people, but people hate the Epic Games Store. Yeah, I mean, that's an entirely different conversation. Well, it sounds similar in that it, from what you're saying, Amazon wants to create a storefront, which is essentially what the Epic Games Store is, and that's what Steam is, and... Well, okay, so sometimes in the games industry, certain developers will end up making their own stores because they don't like that... I I love Valve so much. I really do. I love Steam with all of my heart. You're my favorite platform to work with. If anyone who works at Steam is listening, just know I love you so much. But your back end is a little sketch sometimes. It's It's a little bit bad sometimes. And it's hard to get some marketing information off of it. It really is. And it it can get a little obnoxious, just a little bit. And they know what they have to change and they've been working on it and they've been doing a great job. They're very transparent. But if you want to have actual numbers behind how your game is doing, then you have to make your own store. Yeah. You just have to. And that's what Epic did. Yeah. And so it, it just ends up benefiting them for their own market research. And it, even if it would hurt you a little bit because less people want to use the Epic Game Store, it doesn't matter. You're getting more information. Well, yeah, but like loads of companies use the Epic Game Store over Steam. Like, you know, there are specific games that go only on the Epic Game Store. And so like it it just feels like it doesn't really make a difference whether or not Amazon makes this thing or not. Because I don't think it'll convert people from Steam. Uh, give or take a few, but yeah. I mean, yeah. And so, like, yeah, I'm sure it's a concern, but I don't think in the near future Amazon's going to take over gaming. And Google certainly has fumbled that ball really hard. And Netflix gaming, like, it just sounds stupid. And, like, maybe I could eat my words in a year. Maybe I could eat my words in two years. But just who's talking about it outside of people in the industry? Like, no one cares. Everyone thinks Google Gaming's a joke. Everyone thinks Amazon Luna, if they even know what it is, which most people don't, mm. is a joke. You know, I, d- I don't know. Just from a casual, like, not in the industry perspective, like, who cares about these I mean, things? Amazon did come out with that MMO that people have been talking about and really like. What? It's, it's, isn't it called New World? I've never heard of it. It had a really successful launch and I had so much hope for it. It looked really cool and people were writing rave reviews. I thought like, oh, when we get our PC, maybe this is something I could play because who can play Final Fantasy at this point? Like, it's impossible. Yeah. So I thought maybe that would be something that we could get into, but now I've been hearing that there's a bunch of bugs and it's... 
I don't know. People don't seem to be liking it as much. Yeah, I just, since you brought it up, I just looked it up, and apparently it's losing about 135,000 concurrent players a week. Good. And so, I don't know. I'm, I am not overly <laughs> concerned about them becoming big players in the space anytime soon. Like, just from my perspective. Yeah. And so, I mean, who knows? You, you never know what the future will bring. But back on, I feel like we, we got off on a tangent there. I'm, I'm back to kind of what the implications of Activision games and Blizzard games are for this new acquisition is what I'm interested in is how Microsoft will dig Blizzard out of the hole that they're in. Well, they gotta fire Bobby Kotick. Well, they do. And so, but I, I don't even mean like in to that capacity. I mean, their games haven't been great lately. Oh, on that side of things. Yeah, Sorry, I, I'm like in game dev world in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the games themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, World of Warcraft. I just want to focus on, we, we know the issues with Overwatch, how there has been no content and Overwatch 2 was really, was announced years ago and still nothing, essentially. We might get it soon, we might not, you know. Sounds like Overwatch League is looking to transition to Overwatch 2 soon, but, you know, who cares? World of Warcraft, their essentially flagship title, is bad. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not nearly as good as it was even in, like, Legion, which was two expansions ago. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if with this Microsoft acquisition... I just want to talk about MMOs. You brought up New World. Can we just switch to MMOs, like, overall? Yeah, sure. I want to see Microsoft, because I think that this could be a good thing. I know everyone's talking about monopolies. I don't... Whatever. I'm not a... I don't have an opinion on all of that. I'm not a business person, you know? I'm not a business person either. I'm just a little game dev girl, and uh, I don't care about monopolies, but... Yeah, (laughs) but I want to see them rebuild World of Warcraft from the ground up because I think the narrative of World of Warcraft is terrible. I mean, it's cool. It's got a lot of really cool lore and whatever, but as you actually play through the game, I think that the it, it has so profoundly shown its age and it still feels like a game that came out when it did. They've upgraded graphics in some places. Some places they haven't. The mechanics feel old. Like, the characters look weird. I think that World of Warcraft needs to be revamped if it wants to keep pace with Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. And I think that with this new acquisition, they could have the means and resources to do that. I don't care if they keep everything content-wise the same. The game needs a facelift. Yeah. Mechanically, visually, all of the above, so that it doesn't feel like we're playing one of the first true MMORPGs anymore. Because essentially that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I'm That's what I'm really hoping for from this acquisition, is that World of Warcraft can either get like a World of Warcraft 2, a, like something along those lines, just rebuild it from the ground up, do Cataclysm Part 2, destroy the world, pull a Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, and bring it back new and better than ever. 
because I think that right now they're grasping at straws with every subsequent expansion, and they introduce some cool ideas, they get rid of some cool ideas, and it feels like Pokemon at this point. Yeah, I I agree entirely there. <laughs> that would be much better. And, I mean, there have been so many recent MMO announcements that World of Warcraft has to do something to keep up. Yeah, because if you look at the success of Final Fantasy XIV, just in isolation, not even counting all of these amazing-sounding MMOs, some amazing, some less than amazing, (laughs) that have been announced, uh, and they're just on the market in general, Final Fantasy XIV is running away with it. Their servers are so full that they can't... You're not even allowed to install it on PlayStation 4 anymore. Mm -hmm. Because it's so... Their servers are just so full of people and they can't build servers fast enough. Yeah. Or expand them fast enough. Which is crazy. And that's amazing for them. And for just the MMO space in general. Mm -hmm. That they're that popular. But if World of Warcraft wants... To keep their title as a legacy MMO, you know, one of the core MMOs that people need to experience if they like MMORPGs and one of the kings of the hill, they need to do something. Yeah, they do. Ugh. And I I know, I know I always say I have friends at Blizzard, and I do, and they have big ideas, but they're just not working on World of Warcraft, so I can't help you. Yeah. Can't help you guys. Yeah. <laughs> But, so you mentioned, I know one of the MMOs that you are interested in talking about. Oh, yes. And that's the new VR MMO, Zenith. Yeah, so Zenith, I think it's coming out on January 27th. Okay. So, I mean, that's Thursday. Like, that's soon. <laughs> just before just before Legends Arceus, so probably not getting it day one. No, I don't think I'd get it day one anyway, just because... It seems like a lot to getting an MMO on day one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, yeah. But it, especially, this is essentially, I'm not well-versed in the VR world. We have an Oculus. We play the Oculus. This is uh, essentially- The Meta Quest. Oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, but this is essentially the first VR MMO, right? This is our first step to Sword Art Online. Oh my gosh. This <laughs> you is- know, it's funny you say that because their Twitter account did tweet and they said, don't worry, we have a logout button. Oh my God. <laughs> but this game is interesting to me just because I saw the first trailer. I was like, eh, whatever. Like it looks whatever. But I actually saw some people playing in the beta. It looks really fun. Yeah. It genuinely looks really fun. Right now they have two classes. One is like very melee focused, one is more magic focused, and there's gonna be a third class that they haven't announced yet that's going to be a surprise upon release. And so I'm stoked because ever since I was a kid, I've been obsessed with the Dot Hack franchise, which is a VR MMO. And this makes me feel like I could actually experience something akin to Dot Hack in my lifetime because this game is here. It exists. It's actually an MMO. You can actually play with other people. You can actually fight, craft, like go into towns. Looks like you can fly. It just looks really, really cool. And the Achilles heel of new MMOs 
is not coming with enough content packed in. Yeah. To keep players playing for a long enough time. Like, that's the problem with that Amazon MMO New World. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, they just, people just seemingly got bored of it and there's glitches and whatever. Uh, that's what uh, the, I imagine will be the problem with that other MMO that's going to come out soon. Oh my gosh, are you talking about the Avatar one? I just let Avatar die. I could care less about Avatar. Like, is anyone excited? Tell us. Tell us in the comments. I need to know. Is anyone excited, A, about the Avatar movie? (laughs) Avatar 2? Or the Avatar MMO? Or even the Avatar theme park in Disney? I mean, I have heard that they have good food, and apparently that one ride is really fun. Uh, But, like, no one cares about the actual Avatar theming. It's just, like, that was a good ride, and this food is good. But who cares about everything else here? Like, I'm sorry. Yes, I get that it was a phenomenon when it came out. But if you actually, like, take a step back, they just made it Pocahontas with blue people (laughs) in space. Yeah, it's dances with wolves meets Pocahontas. Put it in space, and you got Avatar. Not ground. It's pretty. It holds up visually to this day. Mm-hmm. But like, let it, let it go. I don't care. I could. I. I'm sorry. This is. I. These two weeks in a row, I feel very strongly about something. I feel very strongly about my dislike of the idea of an Avatar MMO. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But Zenith is interesting because <laughs> to go back, yes. Um, first of all, yes, it is not the first VR MMO. There have been others before. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't ask me about them. I don't know what they are. But I looked it up, and there was a list, and it was like the top six VR MMOs that you should try. So there have been previous titles. <laughs> but is this question, and you might not know the answer to this, but like. Are, were those MMORPGs or just, like, MMOs? Uh, couldn't tell ya. But isn't there that one we saw, it was at the Upload VR Showcase, the one that's, like, a town builder, but it's also an MMORPG, and that one was gonna come out where you you could, like, farm, but then you could also, like, hang out with your friends and go raid? Oh, yeah, I think. I forget but the name of that one. That's not out yet. No, that one's not out yet either, but, like... Yeah, it, like, they, I'm sure everyone wants to be, like, the first big one at this point, but I, yeah. I'm i just not familiar with any that are already in existence. Yeah. Because they haven't, like, caught the cultural attention, like mm-hmm. Zenith seems to be. Yeah, Zenith is really hitting the ground running. Like, pretty much every single VR influencer that I am familiar with, like, they all are obsessed with it and we're in the beta so yeah and apparently it has a massive open world that you can explore like i saw like bits and pieces of the map and it's crazy and so i'm really excited about that but i don't know i feel like the mmo world is just becoming oversaturated with games you know final fantasy World of Warcraft, those are the big ones up on top. Even, you know, the Elder Scrolls Online is some... It's pretty popular overall. Mm-hmm. Guild Wars is still a thing that's hanging around. RuneScape is still big. But 
there's just so, so many. You see so many releasing every, every year. And so many of them fall on their faces because it's so incredibly difficult to make a good MMORPG. You're right. And so I'm just curious. We both have a lot of experience with MMORPGs. What is the one that stood out to you personally the most? Like, what makes a good MMORPG for you? What draws you in? What makes you want to put the time into playing one of these? Oof. I personally really like... hmm, I don't know how much you'll like this answer, but I really enjoyed MMORPGs when I played them. I, I liked them a lot, but I mostly enjoyed them because I, as a teenager, watched... Sorted online. And I mean, I, I, I like them because of Dot Hack. It's well, just, yeah. I liked it because of the superior anime. No, you're right. But <laughs> no, 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 no. Dot Hack's not a great anime. Well, it just does an entire franchise as a whole. No. I mean. Yeah, it's But Sword Sorted Arts. Online, it, it really romanticized certain aspects of MMORPGs. Like, Going around and cooking and talking to someone who is in crafting and just that you would know those people and that they wouldn't be NPCs that you would interact with. Like, you could actually go talk to someone who was level 10 in cooking and they could make you a meal and it would be super cute and you could hang out in a house together and sit at the table and you would both eat and it would be so cute and so fun. And so... I have been searching for that type of experience, and it seemed like we could get it in Final Fantasy, but I just didn't have the right equipment to do that. Yeah. So I think that, meaning my MacBook sucked, but (laughs) (laughs) I think that if I had the ability to play Final Fantasy, that one would be my favorite, Mm -hmm. because I like that really romanticized version of building skills and not necessarily doing all of the fighting. But because I didn't get that experience, my favorite is Neverwinter. Oh. Yeah. And so that's the Dungeons and Dragons MMORPG. I played that with my friend Nicole, who I talk about a lot on this podcast. And we would just play together. And I I don't know, I was really into D&D at the time. So... Being able to play as my character, who I was also playing in D&D, was so rewarding. Mm -hmm. Because then I got to see my character, but, like, as a 3D model and Mm -hmm. interacting in another world. And I liked the quests. I liked the design. I liked the environment design as a whole. I really enjoyed just everything about Neverwinter. It was super fun for me. Mm-hmm. And I look back on playing it super fondly. They don't have it available on MacBooks. So I was really hoping that we could get that PC so I could play it. But yeah. no. But yeah, I really liked Neverwinter. So it's like, it's mainly the ability to like play with Nicole and like, like do all of those things. See your character actually come to life that you would play in D&D. Yeah, I like that aspect of it more. Just that the the friendships, the, the fact that I could play with someone that I already knew, I didn't have to meet up with someone that I didn't know. I didn't have to join some guild 
and then log in at certain times so we could all raid together. I didn't want to do any of that. Mm-hmm. That, that. That's not appealing to me. I don't go on the internet to make friends. I'm a woman, okay? Like, that's... <laughs> That's, that's fair. That's not something I particularly am interested in doing. It seems a little scary to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I really liked building up skills. And I really liked doing something that I already was doing in real life with my real friends, but doing it online. Yeah. I am the opposite Yeah. of you. And so my first... Like, I really like Final Fantasy XIV. Like, I can get into that and talk about that all all day. The first MMO that I loved, because I was infatuated with the idea of a good MMORPG, is RuneScape. I have sunk more hours into RuneScape, and I feel like it's almost cringy to like RuneScape. I feel like it's having a resurgence that so many people are nostalgic about it now. That it's, like, cool again, I guess, kind of, a little bit, not really. But I adored that game just because of how much freedom you had to... You had so many different skills. You could be a master smith, archer, warrior, mage. You could do whatever you wanted in RuneScape. You had so many quests in the free-to-play worlds. And once you became a member, just... Everything opened up to you. And so I loved just meeting people in that game and becoming friends with them and seeing them online and being like, hey, want to go do... This is the first one that comes to mind. It's probably the first quest that most people will do. But like, hey, have you done Cook's Assistant yet? You know, let's go do that. Mm -hmm. Hey, oh, it looks like you still need a rune plate body. You need to finish the Dragon Slayer quest. Let's go do Dragon Slayer. Or like... Once you actually get into into the nitty-gritty of being a member, oh, you haven't done Ape Atal yet? Oh, you haven't done the Monkey Madness quest yet and you need help because it's a brutal quest line? Let's do that. Let's figure that out so that you can like get all of the perks and get that quest finished up and get those quest points. You're working towards level 99 woodcutting. Here's the best place to do it. It's just so much fun, and there's so much community in that game, at least when I was playing it in its peak, that I loved it. I loved getting a stack of mithril ore and selling it in a bank before the Grand Exchange even existed. Just going to a bank and saying, like, selling ten, selling a full inventory of mithril ore for 10k and just spamming that in a bank until someone bit. Oh, it was so much fun. So much fun. And I love that level of community in a game. And it's not something that I've gotten since. Uh, The next closest thing I had was Guild Wars. And that game was so fun. That game introduced me to the closest thing that I've gotten to Dot Hack. Because that game had the, the guild system was at the like crux of the game. And so you could have a guild hall. If you owned your own guild... You could have a guild hall, or if you're part of one, that the entire guild could go to and meet up in. And it's in entire zones specifically for your guild. Typically, they were big, and you got to like run around them, and you could play like capture the flag and do combat games, and have your own like guild vendors in your guild hall. It was just so cool, and it blew my little middle school brain apart. 
And being able to meet all of these different kinds of people that you never would have met in any other way. I just loved MMOs. And I have not found that, even in Final Fantasy XIV, which is like the MMO of today. Like, you can buy a house in Final Fantasy XIV. You can get an apartment. Like, that part's really cool. It's kind of like what you said you were looking for an MMO all that time. And it's super fun, and the narrative is amazing. But it's so easy to play that game individually and alone. And so is every MMO. But, like, I don't know. It... You do do dungeons with people, but I, I haven't met anyone through Final Fantasy XIV because it's so easy to just go through your predetermined flight path and go from quest to quest and never really... It doesn't incentivize you very well, in my opinion, to actually meet people, mm. I guess. Like, everyone I've played Final Fantasy XIV with, I've already known, and I have had no reason to get to know people in that game unlike guild wars unlike runescape maybe it's just because i had a was a child with no filter back then but like i love feeling like you're an active member of the world and instead of like just like part of this grander narrative that like final fantasy 14 story is amazing don't get me wrong but like it feels like you are an insert into a greater story instead of that you have more autonomy over the world, I guess. You know what it sounds like? Hmm. It sounds like if we were alive during the best part of EverQuest... Oh, yeah. ...that you would have loved that game. I think I would have loved EverQuest a million percent. I think I would have been obsessed with EverQuest because I, I feel like it's the same thing with, like, RuneScape. RuneScape, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever quest lines you want, but, like, you feel like an adventurer. Yeah. Just doing your own thing, making your own way. You can ignore or whatever. You can ignore things. You can do things whenever you want, whatever you want. No obligations if you want to progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a very strict set of limitations if you want to progress in any meaningful way in Final Fantasy XIV. And I think yeah. that that's a problem with expansion-based MMOs. And not to, not to say it's bad. It's definitely not. It's incredible. There's a reason why they have closed the servers. But, like, I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I just... Hearing about MMOs brings me back to hearing about EverQuest and what it was like when people played EverQuest at its height. Mm-hmm. And just the stories of camaraderie and the the sparkle that people get in their eyes when they talk about EverQuest back in the day, in like early 2000s, mm-hmm. like 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. It just is a beautiful sight. Mm-hmm. Just hearing them talk about it. It sounded like it was peak MMO. I would argue that RuneScape is... Com- like, I know that it's not like EverQuest. I would argue that RuneScape is up there with peak MMO. Mm-hmm. Like, the pure bliss that... I feel like everyone who has played RuneScape had at one point in their experience with it is crazy. Well, yeah, I've heard that as well. But, so, like, not to, not to, I, no, I think I would, if I had started with EverQuest, I think that would have been the peak for me. Yeah. 
a hundred percent. But I feel like that is that like that generation of gamers peak and RuneScape is like the next gen EverQuest in a way. Yeah. Like I am obsessed with uh, like when I first started, I didn't know anything. The map was hard to get because you had to open it in an external window and I had a pop-up blocker and I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> and so I couldn't get the huge map or it was a pain for me to get the huge map in RuneScape. So you can buy this little like small map that's very vague and doesn't tell you a lot other than where you are generally related to four big cities and there's not really anything else except where the four big cities are vaguely on the map and it was just so cool because it's like i had no idea where i was going this is a big world that i know nothing about i don't know how to get anywhere i don't know where i'm supposed to go and you just gotta figure it out yourself because they don't tell you what to do yeah i and that's what i'm hoping zenith is Mm -hmm. like that's what i want from zenith is not to be like, oh, yes, warrior of light, you know? Yeah. You are the chosen one. I don't want to be a chosen one. I want to be a dude who just stumbles into things that are way over in my head. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. MMOs are so much fun. So much fun if done the right way. And I hope that A... Microsoft helps bring World of Warcraft back to its prime because I think Final Fantasy XIV just needs more competition from it. Yeah. I think it needs... I think that World of Warcraft going back to its prime of, like, Wrath of the Lich King would be amazing. Legion was a pretty high peak for it, too, which was kind of recent, at least in my opinion. But, like, I want to see it go back to that level of just insane quality. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, lots of feel- lots of feelings about MMORPGs. When we played World of Warcraft together, I picked flowers. You did. And that was fun though. It was fun. It's like giving you the options to just do the things that are fun for you. Yeah, that's what I want from an MMORPG. Yeah. It's just pure freedom. And Final Fantasy XIV does, like, yes, I I harped on, I didn't like that it forces you to do the main story quest, but you can be every class on the same character. You could have every profession on the same character. You can level them all to max. You are pretty free in that game. It's just there are certain roadblocks that make you progress through the main story that I'm just like, eh. Like, I love the main story, but if I didn't, then that would be a turnoff. Yeah. For a lot of people, I would imagine. But is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of MMOs? I don't think so. So then, what are we playing? What are we watching? So, I mean, we haven't really changed that much from no. last week. If anything, we've cut it down. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel like we don't have to go too, too deep into that. I'm still playing Tales of Arise, playing around with the idea of restarting Psychonauts 2. Talked about both of those games at length. Opinions haven't changed too, too much since last week. No. We increased the volume in which we play Fortnite. Yes. Significantly. A lot. But <laughs> it's because it's just, I don't know, it's addicting. It's something that we can do together. It's really fun. Yeah. I like doing something together. Yeah. 
No, I agree 100%. And then we're still watching Demon Slayer Attack on Titan. This week was ridiculous for both. Oh my gosh, Demon Slayer, because I didn't watch Attack on Titan. But Demon Slayer, beautiful animation. I can't even believe that I just watched that. It felt like a movie. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, a lot. There's just so much happening with both of them. I don't even know what's happening in Attack on Titan right now. I'm very confused. Oh? I'm very confused. And I hope, I think next episode is going to explain it, but I don't know. But I'm very confused by what just happened. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, I just, I, I don't want to say it. But yeah, so I have a lot of feelings after our anime watching of today. Yeah. But awesome. Well, is there anything else you would like to talk about? I, mean, I don't think so. Well, then I think that would do for this week's episode of ThoughtCast. So if you like this kind of content, you want to see more of it coming from this channel, make sure to like the video, subscribe, ring the notification bell. If you're listening to us elsewhere, make sure to give us five stars, leave a review, follow us, whatever you can do on whatever platform you are listening on. We would really appreciate it because it gets us in good with the algorithm gods. And you know us, we're always wanting to get in good with the algorithm gods. So as always, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, a fantastic rest of your week, and why not even a fantastic rest of your month. And we will see you on Wednesday. Later. See ya.